Good to have you along. Yours truly, Ron Stafford, with you. Another exciting episode of Unconventional Ministry. So glad to have you on the other side there of your listening device. Hope you've had a chance to catch uh, some of our previous podcasts. We've had some wonderful uh, conversations. Uh, Greg Yoder, Judy Douglas with Crew. It's just absolutely fantastic. Go online, check us out, sat7usa.org. Again, sat7usa.org. Click on the podcast link there at the top of the page, and you can also join the conversation. There's information there, giving you a little bit of a two for one deal today. We are coming to you from the administrative offices of SAT7, located in beautiful Easton, Maryland. With me uh, here is uh, Dennis Weens. He is the Vice President for Ministry Partnerships with SAT7 and the Director of Ministry Partnerships. Also, his colleague, Ray Heinen. And uh, gentlemen, good to have you here. Thanks for being here. It's good to be here with you today. Thank you. Let's just focus on you, Dennis, first. You came to SAT7 in what year, sir? 14 years ago. Called up SAT-7. We had heard about them when they started, and we were working in Sub-Saharan Africa. The vision and mission of SAT-7 resonated with us, and so uh, we were making a transition. So we called up SAT-7 because we wanted to be a part of this ministry and take the vision of SAT-7 to churches across North America. Excellent. Say a church hears this and they want to be a part of SAT-7. They're excited about what we're doing in the Middle East and Turkey and Northern Africa. Just take us through the whole process of how you visit them and how you have them become a supporter of SAT-7. Well, we you know, learn about uh, people that are interested for either from a church or places we've spoken, and uh, they may contact us through uh, email. They may uh, call the office. That gets referred to us. And we'll follow it up. Eventually a phone call, uh, eventually maybe a visit. Speak to individuals, speak to a group, sometimes speak in churches, presents mm-hmm. at seven. Everybody's listening to the news. It talks about the Middle East. And what people forget is that all the bad news coming out of the Middle East, there's hope, there's good news. The amazing God movement's taking place. And so we bring that message of hope and what God is doing to build his church across the Middle East. We bring it to churches. And there are just multiple ways that people can get involved with this uh, ministry of SAT7. Hmm. How often do you travel? I know you do a ton of traveling. How many? How I do many a lot of traveling. I tell people I pay my mortgage in Kansas City, but uh, <laughs> you know, probably half the time making visits, uh, hmm. speaking in churches, attending conferences. Yeah, we enjoy it. Dennis, you recently had a chance to visit uh, overseas in Cyprus, the Church of Saint Lazarus. I didn't even know there was a Church of St. Lazarus. Talk about that experience, if you would. Everybody wonders what happened to Lazarus. Well, we go to uh, Cyprus, and that's where our corporate headquarters is for SAT-7. But uh, if you go to Cyprus, you can visit the Church of St. Lazarus. And according to Cypriot history, after Lazarus was raised from the dead, he went to Cyprus. He pastored there for 40 years Mm. and uh, led the proconsul to the Lord. And it was a first nation governed by a Christian, according to Cypriot history. Yeah. You can also go there to Cyprus, and uh, you can see the church where Paul was chained to the pillar and whipped 40 times. Uh, they have a pillar there. Now, we know that Paul visited there. We don't know if that's the actual pillar, but they right. say it is. Right. And so there's a lot of biblical history there on the island of Cyprus, so it's quite interesting. So now everybody knows what happened to Lazarus. Exactly. And that's where he died, uh, passed away the second time. That's fantastic. Excellent. Ray, let's turn the conversation to you. You've been with SAT7 since when? 2014. Okay, very good. Talk about your background. Um, Again, you and I are just meeting for the first time. You were born overseas. Just talk about your whole life prior to coming to SAT7. I was born in Egypt. My family moved to to Iraq when I was 11 or 12. So that's in... um, in 81, 82, when was the invasion of Kuwait, still mm-hmm. on the way, but the Iran and Iraq war. So uh, I grew up in Iraq and uh, during that time of the Iran and Iraq war and the invasion of Kuwait as well. Later on, I joined uh, SAT-7 in different forms of uh, production. 
so I'm aware of that seven since the beginning mm -hmm. of it. When we moved here to the United States, I heard about the opportunity to join SAT7 in that capacity, and I joined the team since 2014. Ray first uh, learned of SAT7 as a viewer and seeing the program in the Middle East. Now he's on the other side, in the development side, as a resource office, helping raise awareness and uh, resources for this vision that he started watching as a viewer there in the Middle East. So so it's, it's kind really of unique. It's really come full circle for you then, obviously. Yeah, that's true. That's fantastic. That's so your title is Director of Ministry Partnerships. Mm -hmm. And I know you guys work together. Talk about the collaboration between you two, if you would. Well, we uh, partner together to uh, take the vision of SAT7 to churches. And uh, Ray, of course, uh, with his background, can uh, reach out to Arab churches, uh, you know, that type. And uh, sometimes the Arab pastor will introduce them to the senior pastor of the hosting church. And mm -hmm. so it opens a lot of doors. And sometimes I need a speaker or I can't get to a church and I can call up Ray and he can come and uh fill in so we kind of tag team across North America and uh, sometimes Ray is visiting the church, sometimes I'm uh, visiting the church, so it works really, really well. Excellent. Very, very good. When you talk about Egypt, are we talking Cairo or where are we talking about specifically? Uh, we call it Upper Egypt, but that's south of Cairo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you just got back from Iraq, I was just told this by that's our, our team here. Yeah. Talk about what's going on in that region right now in that, that part of the world, how your work there is being received. Just just talk about your um, your work in Iraq. Iraq has been in a hot spot since uh, so many years now, for decades, so that's uh, war after war. And lately, because what happened with ISIS and the invasion of uh, the big part of northern Iraq, many Christians, many of the Christian villages, they have to uh, be displaced and they have to move out, uh, run away from their lives. And because SAT7 has always been present and always uh, like to uh, check on our viewers and uh, visit them and follow up with their life, lives and what's happening with them. Uh, so seven few years ago when the crisis with ISIS began, we sent a team to check on our viewers and then this is where Miriam's story came in and that, that went viral. Uh, many people around the globe has watched that story. And basically the, the little young lady who has been following Sat7, she recognized the producer of her favorite show. And then through the interview, uh, Sam Nagy, the producer, was uh, uh, asking her about um, how she feels about ISIS and what happened to her and kind of the trauma the family went through. And uh, then this is where her message went viral when she said, we forgive ISIS as the Lord has forgiven us and we pray for them as the Lord has asked us to pray for our enemies. And of course, with that simple principle from the nine years old young lady, I call her the, ten, the nine years old theologian because she just said the whole account of the Christianity in a few minutes that went viral for sure and of course got a lot of attention then we uh, had the second visit the year after to check on Miriam and what's how she was been doing and her family and then finally now as uh, ISIS is kicked out of the the, this, the city uh, the big part of Iraq if not all of it by now the family is back and hundreds of families are back to their hometown so this visit was just to check on again how they are doing and uh, what's their hope for tomorrow and uh, what's going on. So we designed that time to go and celebrate Easter with the family. Uh, so we, uh, we had a great time uh, visiting with many families, many Miriams uh, around the city, not only one Miriam that we know, but there are many of their kids. And they were all very thankful for the SAT7 uh, programming and the intention that we gave to them through the hardship they had. 
and um, uh, they recognize Isam as a producer and the kids would like to embrace him on the streets and take selfies with him as well. Uh, so you can tell it was a very pleasant uh, time. It was very uh, open-minded. It's opened our mind as well to what we can do for our viewers next. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the good things about Sat7 and Sat7 Kids as well, that we are in touch with our viewers, so we touch their needs. We're not broadcasting all the programs on air uh, without a feedback. So uh, that was a great visit. We still have like trying to uh, pack some of it and. Um, very soon we will have uh, more videos about these visits to share with uh, our constituents. Some here. of the listeners maybe didn't watch that uh, first uh, Miriam vis uh, video. How can they get a get to watch that? Uh, they can uh, go to uh, sat7usa.org website, sat7usa.org, and just type in Miriam or Miriam Story or go to um, uh, the YouTube sat7na channel and find Miriam Story as well. Or if they just uh, type in hashtag pray for Miriam, uh, then they will find uh, uh, links to the story. And they can probably Google uh, uh, refugee girl forgives ISIS. Uh, That's true. That might uh, find it as well. So there's yes. a lot of ways. And they should really go and look and see her story. It's just incredible expression of this message of God's unconditional love expressed from the heart of a child. Exactly. That's amazing to me that a, a nine-year-old has the capacity that God put it in her heart to forgive an organization that is known for such terror, for lack of a better word. And she represents a whole generation of Christian children, and what Sat7 Kids is able to do is give that generation a platform to share their faith across the Middle East and North Africa. Fantastic. I want to get into the unconventional ministry part of things here. Can both of you give an example, again, a specific example of how you've seen, and we've talked about here a little bit with Miriam, how have you have seen God work in what you do, how you personally have seen unconventional ministry done? Well, we engage the church here, and uh, the church, you know, a lot of times is, is focused on the sending of Westerners to help the church in the Middle East, but in this unconventional way, uh, by praying and partnering and resource the church that's already in the Middle East so that they can make their claim to a biblical Christianity in a culturally relevant way. And I think the Miriam story really stands out as what SAT7 is all about, is not to just interview people over there, but to allow them on screen to share their heart and yeah. express themselves. Yeah. And that's the really the ethos, the philosophy of SAT7, not only for children, but for Farsi speakers, Turkish speakers, for North Africa, across the whole region, is allow the church to speak into their own realities from a Christian worldview, biblical values, and share their faith. It's phenomenal, the, the feedback. Because, you know, a lot of times, especially TV, you know, you're blanketing an area, but you know if anybody's watching, you never know who's listening. It could be the next Miriam. How have you seen conventional ministry done? That's true. The, the, the thing is with, uh, with the stories like Miriam, it just uh, open our eyes of uh, how many people can watch or what the way that the Holy Spirit is, is reaching out to uh, people through the television ministry. Regular world view you always hear the bad news and you don't know if there is any good news at all but in the christian worldview and the biblical worldview that sat seven out broadcasting on that area you always hear the holy spirit moving and moving uh, strongly in places like in syria iraq and different other places in uh, close countries when you think it's uh, almost impossible to have the gospel uh, presented over there but you find it through 
the free-to-air media and the, the Sat7 uh, television broadcasting, um, hundreds of thousands of people are uh, seeking and they're thinking of their future and they would like to learn more about how to do better lives and lives to come and then they find the answers within the free-to-air and the uncensored uh, signal of of Sat7. So we've been able to send that hope and make it available for people uh, while we don't have exact number one by one who's watching but we know with the church there is an invisible church and an invisible church. So our viewers are more like the invisible church which I believe it's much bigger than the visible church even in the places like in the Middle East and North Africa. It's wonderful. Last question, what are your hopes for Sat7 going forward say three to five years down the road? I would like to see the church capital C in the U.S. more involved in uh, making this hope happening in the Middle East and North Africa. Not too many churches so far are engaged and uh, it's a long process to go through a, a, a church because we're not really a well-known ministry, we're not a big name. But we'd like to see the churches more involved in making this hope happening and uh, available for more people in the Middle East and North Africa. After 24 years, we're reaching out to about 30 million viewers, that's less than 5% of the whole entire Middle East and North Africa. Without the church's help and the individual's help, we cannot do that. Uh, that's because of our philosophy at Sat7, where we don't sell our time and we don't have advertisements. We're self-supported. We control the content. That's the great news, but it's the struggle always to find resources for that. So the engagement of the, the church capital C and the partnership with the church is very crucial for us to continue doing what we're doing. And then uh, you think about it, 24 years ago, we had two hours per week of broadcasting in one language and one channel. Now we have four channels working 24-7, producing more than a thousand hours of content and three languages uh, and two of them were for kids beside the initiative of communication and uh, uh, education for refugees. So it's grown from uh, zero to a thousand hours, from no viewers to 24, 25,000 uh, million viewers. But that still does not present, uh, represent 4% or 5% of the entire Middle East and North Africa, over 500 million people. The more we get engagements and partnership with churches, individuals, and that will help us to, uh, to, to make the gospel available for 500 million people who are seeking or looking at the, this message. Lastly, I would like to tell you that uh, when we say 24 million viewers or more be 30, 30 million viewers, that's adding all, all the viewers on television and the social media. Hmm. Let me just tell you that 90% uh, of not more of those are non-Christians because the, the percentage of Christianity and Christians in the Middle East is, uh, is very low. So when you have 24, 25 million or 30 million viewers through social media or television, that tells you a lot about how people are desperate to know about the life and the better life. We can do that only if we have uh, enough partnerships and enough support and enough prayer warriors and uh, enough resources uh, coming from our end here. It's very well said. Thank you for that. Yeah, the Sat7 vision is to make the gospel available to everybody in the Middle East and North Africa. And to do that, uh, we need the help of the Western Church. And I think what we want to see in the next uh, few years is more and more churches and groups and denominations and fellowships in the West uh, joining in collaborative partnership with Sat7. And Ray and I would welcome the opportunity to come to your group, your church, uh, your convention uh, and speak. And you can get in contact with Sat7, uh, USA at sat7.org. 
and invite us. Just get a group together. Invite us to come speak to your group. And uh, first of all, build awareness. God works through awareness. Uh, many, many people uh, don't know about SAT7, haven't heard about SAT7. We want to just come and talk about it. It's unconventional maybe in our approach. Uh, we allow the church in the Middle East. Uh, it's not like we're sending Westerners. Uh, we're using broadcast satellite television, uh, include the Western church to come alongside the church across the Middle East and work uh, in awareness and prayer and funding. Other ways, production, people that have production skills, uh, different skills that can help SATS have and grow and expand and accomplish their objectives. That's wonderful. Can we close our time together, uh, John, with a brief word of prayer, and then we'll give us some email addresses about how they can get in touch with more. And again, would you mind doing that? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, the medium that you've given to us through the media so we can reach out to many people more than ever before. And we thank you, Lord, for the SAT 7 and for uh, the vision and mission to make the gospel available uh, to everyone in the Middle East and North Africa. We pray to you, Lord, that uh, you open the people's eyes who are listening to us right now. Give us uh, favor in their eyes to uh, learn more about what we're doing. And we pray that we come together to invest in your kingdom and make your name known among the nations. Mm. Uh, and that hard part of the world, especially speaking in Arabic or speaking in Farsi or speaks Turkish, uh, and that part that they probably wouldn't hear the gospel, the good news, without the free-to-air or the television. We pray also for all of our viewers who are listening to us right now, Lord, that you bless them. Open their eyes to uh, get together with us uh, in order to achieve the ultimate goal that you've given to us, is to reach out to all the nations until you uh, the day, day you come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Contact email either one of directly or? USA at sat7.org. Excellent. USA at sat7.org. Dennis Weens, Vice President for Ministry Partnerships, and Ray Heinen, Director of Ministry Partnerships. This was fun. I learned a lot. Thank you very much, gentlemen. That's going to do it for me, Ron Stafford. Again, sat7.org, sat7.org. And again, just check us out online. There is so much that God is doing with this ministry. Until next time, with only God's strength and God's help, you can indeed make it a great day and even better tomorrow. We'll chat again next time. We live in a changing world that offers more ways than ever to minister to others. SAT7 has changed the paradigm, redefined partnership, and overcome historic obstacles in the distribution of the gospel message, all while harnessing the power of cutting-edge technology. We beam age-old biblical truth through attractive and creatively produced programs into living rooms, web streaming to websites, and apps on smart devices across the Middle East and North Africa. And SAT7 allows the church in the Middle East and North Africa to make their claim to a biblical Christianity in a culturally relevant, appropriate, and positive way. Partner with us today. Visit us online at sat7usa.org. That's sat7usa.org. Or call us at 866-744-7287. That's 866-744-7287.